0: Welcome to episode 17 of the Flames Fancast. Uh, for those of you who don't know, you can follow us <laughs> you, you can follow us on Twitter at Flames FanCast, and you can email us, FlamesFancast at gmail.com. Any questions that you might have or things that you want us to address on the show, we'd love to do that. Happy New Year to everyone and all of our listeners. Thank you so much for listening, and it's been a great start to the new year for the Flames, that's for sure. We just finished the Panthers game, a 4-2 win, six-game win streak. Uh, in third place in the Pacific Division, things are looking up since our, our last show, which was a mid-season cap, and that was uh, probably at rock bottom for the Flames there. it was a harsh mid-season reca- recap. Well, there. I mean, it, w- it was accurate, but if you're coming off that, and then y- you win six games immediately after that, I think the Flames, they, 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 they had a message
1: and they heard it. I think uh, the fans, the ones that are listening to us right now, should thank us for saying the shit that we've had in the last episode, because, guess what? We've complained, and you know what? Everyone's complained about this. We're not special, but I just want to take some sort of credit here because I just feel like we deserve it. Uh, Hucking the garbage cans around in the dressing room, Glenn Gullitson, we were like, you are yeah. not fucking capable of this. And now he, he hucked a goddamn hockey stick into the stands. Well, it wasn't just that. It was, it
0: was the way he looked, like... Oh, he was. Pissed, that was man. built up frustration. Absolutely. That was that was months building up and building up, and then he just it boiled over, and he just lost it. And even he admitted it. He looked a little kind of like gun shy, and was a little you know almost ashamed to admit it afterwards. But he's like, it happened. It, it happens, and <laughs> hopefully it has an effect. I and, love uh, him now.
1: I love him. He's my favorite coach in the <laughs> NHL.
0: Six wins in. boy. That's I, what happens. I love that line. He's like. Have you looked at the fucking standings? Oh, you man. think you're good? Have yeah. you looked? No, no, no. It was like, "Oh, we're so fucking good." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That one like that one that one sinks in. And and I mean He's as a right, coach though. he's right and we've both done a lot of coaching in our lives as a coach you know a, a team comes off winning one big game and thinks they're the absolute it's true they take it easy a- in practice and then as a coach you know like there's a, there's a game the next day and like guys like you're seeing it differently than all the players and glenn let everyone know which i think was, was what was kind of funny really is how he good. kept
1: skating around and around and he's well, just like yelling i think it's kind of hard to stay still like he kind of <laughs> didn't know what to
0: do it he's like so let's let's practice. Let's yeah. let I don't yeah. know. Let's let's, let's fucking let's, practice let's practice. practice.
1: Here. And he, he uh, was pulling the Iverson rant. He's just he's gonna do the <laughs> practice. Just practice. Let's just keep practicing. But they uh boy, uh, they've
0: sure responded to that or they've six responded games. to something. Six games in uh, a row. Six and and all of
1: those six games we've looked really sharp. Absolutely. And uh the other the other aspect is is that a lot of the uh, guys that don't put in consistent performances are also putting in good, you know, good ice time, uh, you know, solid production. They're doing the little things right again. Even even Brower, Jesus, you know, he yeah, he's not he, playing. He's, he's 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 playing. Like I said, and I'll say this for any player that I'm harsh on, um, Brower is doing the things that he needs to do now, and that's what we need from him. Still not worth four and a half million a year, but. He is doing what we need him to do. Uh, Hamilton. I have yeah. been a fairly vocal critic critic of Hamilton. I have friends that have listened to the show, and they go in their offices and say, "Jenk is way too hard on Hamilton. I agree that I can be hard on him. Coming from a guy with a BOMA jersey, I know that my uh, legitimacy goes down. But, But Hamilton, the only reason why I feel that way is because I know he's capable of better. And
0: exactly, and and that 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 sentiment is echoed for a lot of players. Exactly, on the Flames, what and we
1: feel that that shot that he has is fantastic. And if he just one times those shots, or just has the quick release, none of this holding the puck, shooting into the other opposition guys skate. When he does the one time, he's great. He he got the fucking game winning goal against uh, the last game, um, Anaheim, Anaheim, in overtime, right? Was it? It was, I was regulation. Yeah, was regulation. it was really—it was
0: really sweet to get. It was a us to Anaheim fantastic. But
1: top corner, top cheese. No,
0: I think it was just over his pad, wasn't it? It was in the corner. It was of in the net. From how was I in saw the net. it, it doesn't Hamilton matter. Hamilton put it in. One the net. timer.
1: It doesn't give any time for the goalie to adjust and make a save. That's the point. He's yeah, got a great shot. I know
0: he. And what I liked about that goal was how he anticipated the play and then made a right call to join the rush. Took, and he's took the his rush forward more. man out of the game because he thought, oh, he's not going to go, and then he's gone. It was just a really high hockey IQ play. Yeah, he's joining And it was the rush really nice more. to see that. And I know we were watching the uh, Panthers game here, and we're watching the away feed. And the away commentators are even they're saying, you know, Dougie Hamilton had a great game. Like, mm-hmm. our top-line top, top line defenders shut them down. And, and the uh, opposition anal- uh, analysts are noticing that. And I think when they see that and say, boy, these defenders played really well— um that says a lot and yeah. considering our decor and they're starting to pick it up they're starting to contribute I mean everything we said in that midseason review as soon as that ended they started to do it yeah we won six games in a row yeah. um are undefeated in
1: 2018 so we know what we're talking about it's on it's <laughs> it's, it's it's on the record yeah no, we know what not. we're saying and and it leads to my um you know the whole uh situation where management would, you know if i w- you know we we asked each other if you're manager of the flames what would you do yeah the and Mangiapani thing happened yeah the Mangiapani thing happened which is great the firing I mean, didn't happen we yeah the firing <laughs> didn't happen but we're saying things that i'm sure we're we're echoing a lot of hardcore flames fans thoughts so we're not special but it just goes to show you that when you're a committed fan watching games you know day in day out you see these things, and it, it frustrates you because it's like, if I see it, why the fuck is the management seeing this, right? Yep. And one of the things I went off on was, give Galtzen the, uh, the ultimatum. I say, 10 games, you got to give me 7 wins. Well, shit, ever since our podcast from the last episode... Sorry, I think you just got to give a bit of context.
0: The ultimatum came from management to Glenn. To Glenn, saying, yeah. Not Glenn, me, obviously. You've got to win the seven games out of ten or else you're gone. Yeah, that's, that's what I would do if I was That's what Cenk management. thinks happened.
1: Well, and but that's what I would the have done if I was management. The came in, they put a gun to the head of Glenn and said, you got to hey. start winning. And you know what? The only reason why I think that actually happened was because of his little tirade at practice and, you know, we're all used to seeing Glenn bought 2000, you know, the, the unemotional guy looking at his iPad every fucking play, you know, not really losing it on the refs and not losing on the players, whatever. But that whole stick throw telling them, oh, you're so fucking good. Have you seen mm-hmm. the standings, man? I'm a big fan now. Anyone that makes fun of Galtzen, I'm going to fucking argue with them right away. Well, I think you, you have a valid point there because that shows a man who says my job's on the line, not yours. And the coaches always get the short end of the stick. I've said yeah. this a few times. You can't fire a player; you can only fire a coach, and the coach gets screwed. And that's 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 definitely
0: true in almost all professional sports. It's just easier to fire the one than it is the many, right? Absolutely. And the coach often falls victim, even when it might not be his fault. But you know, after that rant, we might have said Glenn looks like he might have lost the room. Doesn't think I don't think no. so. After that, no, like,
1: we we were wrong about
0: that. If anything, he. Well, maybe he or had, he but he started to back. say, "You know what? You need to. You have a responsibility too." And then they responded to that, and he knew exactly what he needed to do to make his players respond, and that's what a good coach does. And I think he gained the uh, veterans back because he actually called out the veterans yeah. in that rant. Well, they started playing better. Um, maybe, maybe Matt Stajan being the only exception. I mean, he hasn't well, been. Well, Brower's still
1: an great, exception,
0: but but uh, I mean, he hasn't been.
1: He was. He has been poor, either. but he hasn't been great. But can we get someone better from the A that would put in a consistent performance and adds more value? Absolutely. Again,
0: maybe it might be a dressing room thing, right? I'm And like you said, these guys from the A, you know, you're not going to pull up a guy from the A who's playing on the first line, first line minutes to fill a fourth line
1: role. Yep. Like mangiapani is not a fourth line player. No, and that, that's starting to piss me off. We'll probably get to that. But it's but a waste of his talent.
0: We, we also talked about... I remember specifically saying, you know, we really need our first line to kind of grab this team by the scruff of the neck and carry us forward because they're our best players, and you know that's what professional hockey players—that's the expectation on them. And uh, ever since that happened, that first line has been red hot. And I mean, mm. you saw that again tonight. Goudreau with the power play goal, uh, Monahan with a goal as well. I mean, and has been, been great. Furlan with the goals and 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 that pass from that Monahan goal and yep. a few games ago.
1: Oh, my goodness. That backhand. He's got the backhand pass going on right now. And I actually spoke to my brother about it. But he, he mentioned it, too. I was like, yeah, he's got. So he's got this crazy good vision. But it's just it doesn't seem to be consistent. So hopefully this little run that we're going on, not a little run. It's actually a big run that we're going on right now. Guys like Ferlin can take some confidence out of this run and say, you know what? I'm really capable of scoring at least a point every other game at the very least and I need to build on this.
0: You know, I think I think what we should be doing now with this run is not look at the teams behind us, but instead start setting our sights. Okay, Vegas is eight points ahead of us. We're gonna try and close that gap as much as possible. Yeah. And not worry about the teams below us because we've overtaken San Jose. Uh, we're ahead of Anaheim. We can't look behind anymore. We just gotta keep going forward. And I think if we do that, keep setting our goals for the teams ahead of us, that's gonna keep us in the race way better than trying to avoid getting beat by these teams and i also know that you're looking at the standings uh as of today before vancouver played the only teams who were on winning streaks were calgary and and vegas and vegas winning streak was two every other team had lost one game or more um, uh f- what is it f- four out of five of them had lost multiple games in a row mm-hmm. which was uh, really good for us great timing great for time us. to be yeah, on a winning timing. streak so that that helps a lot but I mean, when you have Goudreau and Monaghan and Ferland performing the way you do, uh, it just builds that confidence in everyone else. And you see them getting goals and everyone else is playing hard. I mean, you, you watch that game tonight where Kachuk battling on the boards to keep that puck for that simple pass across the backland to seal it with the empty net. What a play. Like that kind of battling and determination in the last minute where he could have just dumped it down. Now he kept the puck,
1: fought the man off. And it's a 20-year-old doing that. Yeah, like, that's... Holding off grown-ass men for a, at least half the ice. Oh, right? yeah. He, he was he holding off basically
0: from our own zone. And that guy, I don't know who it was. I, I want to say Bugstad, but I
1: could be wrong. He was all over him. Like, yeah. penalties galore. It should have been a penalty at least a couple times there. Mm-hmm. He was holding him. He tripped him at the end. But, you know, hell of a play. Kachuk is a diamond for us. Like, that was a great pick. Guy's a competitor. And you know, he's a long term NHL, uh, you know, bona fide first line, second line guy. You know, he's going to be there basically till the end. You know, you don't have to worry about a guy like that because his sheer deter- determination alone and his competitiveness is just unsurpassed. Like, nobody will be anywhere near him. And everybody should be like him, everybody should have his kind of mentality. But you notice that a lot of players still don't have that mentality, even though that should be a minimum requirement when you make the NHL to play like that, you know, he gets, you know, he gets a bad rep for, you know, doing the odd, like dirty play, or he gets under the skin of players. Sure. I mean, but that's his style and that's what riles him up. Great. That he knows that that's a you know recipe for success for him. Great. But other players who don't actually like to do the, get under the player's skin, you should still take that competitive nature that he has and apply it to your game. You're in the NHL now. This is, the, this is the elite level of hockey. You've made it. So stay there. And the only way to stay there is to play like him, that competitive level. He's fantastic. I am so happy we have a guy like that. And we have yeah. him for the long term. Fits in with that line. Oh, wow. yeah. Well, I think he's an RFA
0: soon, but he well, should he, be signed. But that's
1: what I mean. Like He will be here for the long term. We have the cap space for him. Uh, you know, we should be able to get him for you know, nothing too expensive. I mean, he's worth, he'll be worth every penny that we pay. Our money, I hope. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, he He'll, slightly better than he'll probably sign for I would I would say slightly north of 5, but I mean, he's worth every penny anyway. Um if he gets 6, wouldn't be surprised either, but I'm thinking, 6 seems like a lot for a second liner. I'm thinking him and Backlund will be on similar money around yeah. the 4 mark. You know what would happen? I hope happen? anyhow. If I were if I were management, I'm doing that whole line again. If I were management, I would give Kachuk kind of like a three-year deal, so it's like, okay, we recognize you're good. Here's some good money for you, but we want to pay you more, but you need to prove it to us. You know that whole—it's wow. like the whole uh, Bennett thing. I right? mean,
0: I think if we, you look at those deals we've got from Monahan and Goudreau, bloody
1: steals. They're they're really good deals. Amazing, and that's why Johnny Amazing. was all butthurt about his agent like last season, right? And I would be too. I would have fired that agent by now, <laughs> if I was John. If, if I was Johnny Goudreau – I would have fired my agent. Yeah, but I you're mean you're better than that comparatively. Wow, what deals! Amazing. Deals. You got more points than fucking McFuckface, and you're still you're getting paid way less than he is. He's got more points than cro- most players in the NHL. Yeah, he's top ten right now. Oh,
0: he's and the way he's been playing, my my god, but he's unreal. Oh. And I, I know you, you talked about Kachuk's brother is coming up too and it'd be nice to get
1: him, but he's a high oh, round pick be, and it, yeah. we don't have a first rounder this year. That's a big ask. We'd have to give get rid of someone very talented and a pick to mm-hmm. get him. Like there's no point. But it's just it's when, a dreamer's Is there a trade deadline thing. into February? That's when teams kinda decide whether they're
0: gonna make or break it.
1: Is it February?
0: Yeah. I End of so. February, yeah. Yeah, I think so. So that's when I guess I guess, I guess if anything we will probably be buyers probably for a right wing. And I don't Mm -hmm. know who we, I, we've been desperately looking for a perennial question (laughs) for the
1: flames. When are we going to get a right winger?
0: Anyhow, I, I wanted to talk about two things that came up in the last two games against Tampa and against, um, Florida tonight. One in the Florida game, McGinn comes in on Brody. Brody doesn't, has no idea he's coming in. Doesn't even have a chance to drop the glove for a few seconds. And, uh, like, Again, has no idea that McGinn's there fighting him in the Tampa game. Brower has a hit on Sergachev, and then Killorn comes in, just drops the gloves outright and tackles him. No instigator penalty in either case. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm just shocked to see how these players can just come in and just start pummeling on our guys when, a, they're not even expecting it,
1: and not get instigator penalties. And I'm surprised in, in the even in the Anaheim game that. Like, that was probably the worst officiating so far this season against us. That was by far one of the worst. Like, the shit that I was seeing at Smith, like, random fucking horrible checks from behind. Like, I, I don't know what's going on, man. Like, you're right. In the Tampa game, in the Florida game here, there should have been instigators. Anytime you drop your gloves like that, 99% well, of the time... I remember seeing our
0: guys get him, and I'm like, how is that... Hathaway got well, one. Yeah.
1: And, and it's like,
0: uh, and he's doing the same thing. He's
1: protecting his player. Exactly. And you're suspending a guy like Kachuk, who fucking gives a love tap with a stick on a guy in the Detroit game. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're, and you're not even punishing guys within the game that drop their gloves and start tackling our guys. Like, NHL is just fucking shit when it comes to officiating lately. I don't know. It might be a Flames thing. And I've, you know, one of my buddies is a big Flyers fan. I watched some Flyers games because of him, and I think the Flyers actually get it pretty bad too. So it's why not do you think Specific that is, to though? us? Well, are we just are we just biased towards our teams? I think part of ours. I, I think we have a history. De- Dennis. Thank yeah, you, Dennis. I'm, I'm bringing Dennis into the fold here. I I think unfortunately the uh, Weidman effect will be another another year or two. It's not going to end because the, until. Uh, the lawsuit is still going on, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, until that thing is settled and and whatever, like, w- this is gonna last for another couple of years. I'm not saying it's it's totally exclusive to that, but it didn't help us. What about Philly then? Why do they have the short? I don't end know of the what stick? the deal is with Philly. I uh, I th- you know I watched their games. They have a great young team. They're actually stepping up lately. Um, they look really good. Um, their fans are assholes. You know, they boo Santa Claus. I mean that. I mean, boo. like they they boo everything, and uh, they so boo Pittsburgh. I'll they boo that. Pittsburgh. You know, they they, they actually love Crosby, and they actually you know they chant against the referees quite a bit. Which is to your point, you know, like that's not. I remember you and I have gone to a few. Like we've gone I, to. A lot I of don't games. get it. I mean, why why harass a referee? It just feels so good to yell it though.
0: But you just got to think. You're I'm a fan. I want my team to win. I'm not doing something. I'm, if I'm gonna cheer, I'm gonna try and motivate my team or yeah. taunt the other team. Be like, you suck, whoever's in that, or whoever, like, I saw you having sex with a hooker in Calgary, (laughs) and I'm going to tell your wife on Twitter. (laughs) I can say that because I didn't name any names, so I'm not liable for anything. But you know a
1: player that's done
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) But I, uh, I mean, I wouldn't chant at the referee. That's not doing anything. If anything, it's like making my team feel... You know, like they've
1: been hard done by. You're you're probably right. There's probably a detrimental effect to the team. I want to be like, okay, boys, let's rally around this. We we can get through this. But there's got to be a point in which that you can't. I mean, you can't let control.
0: I have self control.
1: Well, you do have self control. I have less self control. But I think that you know you can't let the refs get away with it too much either. It's a decision about where I want to put my energy. I mean, referees, come on,
0: they're professionals. they're supposed to be impartial. Yeah, but, I
1: mean, wh- okay, but you brought up the whole uh, dropping the gloves of the Florida game, the Tampa game. I just like, don't think they like calling that. But that's bullshit because we've seen okay, a call against us. I know I said about the
0: instigator thing, but McGinn got two minors for roughing and Brody only got one. So the Flames came okay, out on a pile. Explain the play.
1: Anaheim game then to me.
0: What happened in the Anaheim? You mean the Tampa game or the Anaheim game? Well, I'm talking about the Anaheim game. What then. happened in the Anaheim game?
1: Well, I don't know how many times they fucking like bordered our players and oh, got you, away with Oh, You're not it. talking about instigator penalties or anything. Well no, like that. I know no, I'm just ta- uncalled okay. penalties. The only reason okay, I for for starters, I brought up the instigator penalties. You brought it up, and I'm asking you Okay. Well, are the refs could, being one, biased it, against us? It ice? could be
0: because the refs feel like they missed a call and they're trying to even it out. That that happens always in the NHL. Yeah. Two, it could be just later in the game and they stop they put the whistles away. Mm-hmm. Or three, it's they hate Calgary. But they're not gonna—they're not but gonna hate us less now. because we tell them they're dickheads.
1: Ah, well, I mean, if they hate us anyway, I think who we, gives we gotta show
0: shit? the referee a bit of love. Be like, you know what? It's and okay. You're human. You made a mistake. Ah, Guillotine goes in the game afterwards. Whatever. Like, good game, Rav. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Hope you have a safe trip home. Say hi to your wife. <laughs> I'd for me. spit in my How's hand before I shook do- his yeah. hand. You know. <laughs> See, that's the difference. Like, what good is that gonna do, man? Sometimes you gotta kiss a bit of ass, and it's never bad. These guys, I mean. <sighs>
1: never hurts to be their friend sometimes you know the only thing that i would do to a ref if i was a coach i would just go up to them before the game (laughs) starts and i would be like you know i i'd like i'd joke with them and be like oh another night hey just another (laughs) night or some shit like that you could do a bit Uh, of bullshit yeah you could bullshit make them smile and be like okay oh you again yeah i hope the christ that you fucking make some calls for me now but the reality is you're right they're professionals but From the whole season so far, overall, I'm going to give the refs a fucking D-plus for the Flames because I still think they've fucked up more than they've actually benefited us. Here's a a parallel example. And,
0: like, you and I are both hockey fans. We're fans of many sports. But in soccer, I'm a fan of Arsenal. And Arsenal has the same thing as Calgary where they, they kind of think the refs are out to get them. And the Arsenal coach or manager, Arsene Wenger... He treats referees like garbage, like he's always screaming at them. He, he's serving a three-match suspension right now for going into the referee's dressing room after the game and using um, unsavory language. And, <laughs> and you're going to tell me <laughs> I, I, that the referees like that, and they're going to make favorable calls for you, and every Arsenal fan is out there baying and saying that... Uh, the refs are out to get them, and they're, they're not making calls for Arsenal. And the Flames are saying the same thing. And if we're giving the referee a hard time, whatever chant we're saying in the Dome, like it, it, it just upsets me as a fan to see fans in the Dome so united about a chant about the referee when they can't even get a good Flames song or chant going. Like yeah. They need Harvey the Hound to get up there, go Flames, go. But as soon as the ref makes a call, the Dome is in unison about some... Stupid song, like, referee, you suck, and everyone's chanting that. It's like, come on. Let's get behind our team instead. And it's just it's just ridiculous. Like, we're not cheering against the referee. We're not cheering for the referee. We're cheering for the flames against whatever piece of shit opposition is in our building. And we're just not – it just seems so pointless to me. And it's just so upsetting that instead of cheering for our team, we're we're, we're chanting at a referee. It's just ridiculous. And it, what what good comes of that? You feel better inside after chanting at a referee? Like, grow up. I like, feel fantastic. Why do you feel better? Like, how does that make you does it that, feel? does
1: It makes me feel every great. Every time
0: I would do that, I'd think if I chanted against the referee, he's more well, he's, likely to make
1: calls against me no, than he is for he's me. He's already shitting the bed anyway, so you might as well get some yeah, fucking and, and, self and when in your life out of it. has when you see someone
0: shitting the bed has yelling at them made them do better. Well, in my case, I've been fucking yelled at, and I do better work out of it. <laughs> what were you to the point where you were
1: shitting the bed,
0: and then you get? Oh, but I've I mean, never
1: shit the bed in my job because I fucking do a good because job. Because
0: referees, they they don't feel like they're accountable to these fans. Yeah, which which in a sense they are. They're accountable to the fans. Well, to they're make accountable to the game. Unbiased, impartial decisions right. that are inc- abide yeah. by the the, the rules the of the game. Yeah, but I mean. I mean, every referee will look at a play, and it happens so quick. And they're trying the best that they can. I don't think they're trying. If they see a penalty, they're going to call it.
1: I feel like I've seen it all. I am a... (laughs) Seen it all. 32. I've seen it all. No, I've seen it all in terms of bad refereeing, okay? I cheer for a Turkish team, Turkish soccer team, Fenerbahce, who has been fucking falsely accused of match-fixing five years ago through a fucking like government conspiracy and it's fucking bullshit. And they've actually been proven correct that they actually didn't do match fixing. And now the referees are fucking assholes against this club for the last four or five years. But That's more like a political. No, but it's a political thing. But what I'm getting at is that it's not totally out of the jurisdiction of the disciplinary bodies of every sport in professional sports to take sides. You know, these refs, they're, you know, for example, these refs, hockey refs, for example, they're fans of the game. They didn't just wake up one day and say, like, oh, I'm going to be a ref for the NHL. No, they were probably watching the NHL. They probably had a favorite team in the NHL. You know, they probably, like, you know, they have a favorite player that they watch. They watch Hockey Night in Canada, whatever. So there's always going to be some inhibit bias going on. But I just, I'm just trying to say that, with whatever has been going on with the Flames in the last two years, especially this year, I've just seen a very biased uh, viewpoint from the referees against us, and it's hurt us.
0: Well, I mean, and, and that
1: Anaheim game was a big, fucking great example. That's a game where you got to take the whole footage of that game, send it back to Anchor and be like, are you fucking serious? This, this game is littered with referee mistakes, and they didn't get it better. They got worse as the there game went an, on.
0: There should be an independent panel then that goes in and as- investigates these things for potential bias and impartiality. Where they look at these yeah. games objectively and say, Is there say, a referee union? How that's many non calls the are there? And in every game, there's two refs, right? Mm-hmm. And there's two linesmen, so one or the other can always make the call. Maybe, maybe, but obviously, they're buddy-buddy. They talk to each other beforehand. But to your yeah. point, I mean, these professional refs are all pupils of the game. It's not like any minor sport where the referee is there because he's trying to renovate his basement. He's like, oh, yeah. Like in
1: Calgary soccer.
0: I've, I've actually heard that. Ref said, oh, I do this to renovate the basement. So that, that's like a sticking point.
1: Cusa, you suck. <laughs> Your referees are fucking terrible. Anybody who's listening that plays in Cusa knows what the fuck we're talking about. These refs are shit. They don't even know Jen what offside is. These when he referees are he's horrible. Be a referee. These referees in, 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 Canadians, in Calgary soccer are fucking
0: Bush League. Anyhow, there was a lot of talk tonight about us playing in Florida and a particular player on the Flames perhaps being there, that of Yermer Yager. But uh, he wasn't because it looks like he's trying to
1: figure out a way out. So. We have read, and I think it's it's obvious it's obvious knowledge for Flames fans. But there is a clause in his contract apparently that allows him to basically get out, and the club to get out with probably minimal damage in terms of finances um, if things aren't working out. I don't I don't think it's about finances. I think it's about
0: they want yeah, to find a, a way a to contract. allow him to leave respectfully. And I have yeah. I have two points to that. One, I mean. How is it disrespectful to just say, thank you? You know, you're an amazing player. It just hasn't gone the way we thought it would go in Calgary. And Yager's like, yeah, I just can't keep up physically anymore. There's
1: no shame in that being 45 years old. Yeah, but there's probably a pretty decent element of ego here because he is one of the best players of all time. Not one of the best. Okay, then. He's a top I, well, 10 then, of all time. The way I see this, too, is
0: that. No one player, no matter if it's Yammer Yager, Wayne Gretzky, Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, whoever it is, is bigger than the club.
1: No, no, no player should ever be bigger and, than the club.
0: And, you know, there's, there's, I think it's time that we let Yager go. And the sooner it happens, I think the better. And it, it, it just, it just has to be a ripping off of that band aid. It has it, to say, you know what? We really appreciate your services. We thought this would work out. Obviously, we thought you still had, maybe, maybe this. Whatever, However they're going to say it, they're going to spend a lot of time writing it, and it's they're going to get it right. It's just sad, though.
1: It's just sad because I think – you you don't agree with me, but I think we could have got a little bit more out of him. I mean, all all, it, all things come to an end, and this
0: his last season was was pretty good, but, I mean, when Florida say thanks for the memories, Yermir, like uh, he fit in really well on that Florida team, was playing top six forward minutes – always in their top two on the power play. yeah. And then they didn't sign him. I, I That
1: that kind of should have been the warning, but... Maybe. I mean, I, you know, I always saw glimpses of his brilliance on the ice. Like, aside from his...
0: He just it, can't keep up well, anymore. Well, he can't, yeah. And I, I know Kelly Rudy said the
1: saddest part was
0: watching him, he's losing his hands. Like, not yeah. just the physical part, but he's losing, losing his hands. But he
1: still had that. Like, there were glimpses where he'd, like totally dangle a guy and make this crazy pass from the net you know what there's a fairy tale ending for all of this because he owns a team in the czech republic
0: go back home or go play in the olympics and play for the team that you own in your hometown yeah like you'll be you'll be revered in that country you're like a a national hero and they'll 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 like the respect for this guy is not going to die because he tried no, to play 45, not. Who cares? and he couldn't keep it going in the modern NHL. Which, if you look, there's there's 32 year olds who can't hack it anymore. Brower, Dennis Wideman retired, because he probably be can't play anymore. Brower should be, like these he guys. You should retire. You're 45. Five games in. There's 35 year olds who can't hack it. Like yeah. look at look at players like Aginla and Shane Doan. They still can't. play. They got seven or eight years. Uh, they're seven or eight years younger than you. Like, there's no shame in this. No, like, th- absolutely and not. A, and I mean, I think that would be a good way to just say. Right now, it doesn't really matter because he's not in the lineup. He's nursing this injury, but I don't. I don't, I think he, I think he's played his last game with the Flames. I and I I I say this with the most respect possible, and I hope he's played his last game with the Flames because I can't see him fitting into this lineup and doing any good for the club anymore. And I think. It it was a good try and a bit of a panic buy, but uh, heck, if we can get out of it, we should get out of it. And we can't we can't put the legacy of one of the greatest players in the NHL head of the club. We just have to be as tactful and respectful as we can here and mm-hmm. and let it slide. Yeah. Well, um, I also wanted to ask your opinion about Brower's haircut.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't actually notice it till you mentioned it. It got it's it's got like the, the around the sides and the back is like really short and then it, it just comes long on the top. Yeah, it it's easy. almost like a mushroom cut. Yeah, I mean, with like a, a kind of.
1: He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Century. If he century. V's game paid four and a half million a year. I don't give a shit what his hair looks like. He could have green hair. He needs to have more points, <laughs> and that's all there's to it. He has what 12 points this season. Brower for. Uh, Four and a half million a year, that's a fucking, uh, that's still a disgrace. And, um, you know, Troy needs to do something. And I don't know if it's a fucking haircut or is it just he playing harder? You think he needs no, a haircut? No, but no, what I'm saying is that, like, it could be a haircut. He could do whatever the fuck he wants. But until he does something on the ice, I don't give a shit what he does. And I guess that's probably why I didn't notice the haircut. He's got 11 points this season. I don't know if this is updated for today's game because I think he had an assist today. So let's just call it 12 just in case. He's got 12 points in 44 games. That's a fucking nightmare for a guy that gets paid $4.5 million a year. And I don't care if people think I'm obsessing over him, but this is a fucking disaster. And we we can't have this. We're you know, talking about paid, his hair, not his performance. No, but you know what? You you're trolling me. You you brought <laughs> up his hair because you knew I would go off on this. He's getting paid three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars per point right now. So if that doesn't fucking outrage you, I don't know what the fuck will outrage you. But that should outrage you. I I want to know, what do you think will be his pay
0: per point by the end of the season?
1: Maybe one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh, I was gonna say two hundred. Well, you give you, Brower a lot of credit. Uh, yeah, you're really c- apparently, softening on apparently, him. Apparently, yeah,
0: apparently. Anyhow, the Flames roll into Carolina on Sunday before they hit their mandated five-day break, mm-hmm. uh, which I-, I guess they'll come home and Goudreau will play a lot of video games with Monahan and his girlfriend. And
1: we we got lucky Giordano with Tampa Bay party because at his house. they got out of their bye week too. Yeah, yeah. So I think they were a little rusty because of that. So that was good for us. But uh,
0: what I want to know is, do you think that? We'll beat Carolina. Actually, you know what? We haven't done in a while. Pull up the schedule, sure. And we'll do our four game predictions.
1: I feel like our four game predictions were a bad thing for the Flames.
0: Okay, we won't do our four game. We'll
1: do we'll do six game.
0: <laughs> or we'll, we'll, I, don't, I
1: don't think that changes anything. Let's just do
0: one game. Let's do one game. Okay. Carolina. Carolina. What do you
1: think? What do you think the score will be? I think it's fate that he's gonna win. We're gonna win the seventh game in a row because. In our last podcast, I pretended to be manager and I said, You need to win seven out of 10. So I'm going to say, Are we You better lose the next three then? No, we got to win the next one. I'm not saying anything about the last three. I'm just, um, we're talking about the next game, right? If you win 10 out of 10, great. I'll sign you to a new contract. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say, One nothing flames.
0: That's a limb. Smith's going to have your favorite theatrics and going to get a
1: shutout. Can we talk about that? Yeah, it's our show. We can talk about whatever we want. So I love Smith. This is my disclaimer. I love Smith. Tyler loves Smith. We both think that he's a he's a total uh you know game changer for us this season because we've had if anything, we've had goalie wolves for the last three seasons. So Smith has been fantastic. But I don't know if anyone else notices, but these theatrics that he does is getting fucking irritating. The glove save with the extra accent with his, like, arm, you know, making a save look like it's the hardest fucking thing in the world sometimes. You know, in the Anaheim game, Anaheim were being complete fucking douchebags, as they normally are. They are basically the new Vancouver Canucks. They are douchebags. if I
0: can just cut in, like, I saw BX on After Hours. What a dickhead. He's a douche. What a dick. Like, the way the guy, he's just like, oh, I'm the shit. And some of the things he said, uh, it's just like, Cocky, arrogant prick. Yep. Absolutely. And Matthew Kachuk came on, and obviously he's 20. He's not as well-versed in front of the microphone and on TV, but, you know, it was just him. It was raw. It wasn't rehearsed. It was Matthew Kachuk. And Biexa like, has cultivated this absolute hockey bro personality and that's that's what the Anaheim dressing room is like. Like these hockey bros. Hey
1: bro. Yeah, yeah. hey bro, that was uh, sweet uh, goal bro. Oh, hey man. Hey uh, bro. Yeah. You
0: take your steroids today, huh? Yeah, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I don't know which Anaheim player had done that, but <laughs> again probably
1: is a an Anaheim player that does that. <laughs> if there's any team in the NHL with players God, that are comprised of Anaheim. players like that, I like hate them. I know. I hate them I'm as so much as I used to hate them. Vancouver. Oh. I don't even hate Vancouver hate that Vancouver. much. No. Yeah, I hate Edmonton, and then was, I hate Anaheim. It was fucking Kessler and BX that made me hate fucking Vancouver. Because these new rules, like we're playing
0: Anaheim four times, we're playing Edmonton four times. Yep. I hate I hate Edmonton, and then Anaheim is a really close second. And then LA is probably third, and Vancouver is like distant fourth. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I still hate Tampa Bay. They don't hate us so much, but I still hate Tampa
1: Bay. Well, y- Yeah. The the only reason why I hate those other teams is because of their commentators, but because I like watching the away feeds on uh, center ice, Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, like back to the Smith thing, you know, people who are listening to us, uh, watch for this. It's interesting. He's a great goalie. He, he makes massive saves for us. Sometimes game changing saves. Uh, but he does tend to make a pretty big fucking meal out of some of these saves. And in the Anaheim game, I remember, I think it was Bieksa or Kessler or whoever it was that kind of slew-footed him, but he fucking sold it, too. Like, that was a dive and a half. He's a goalie. Yeah, he's a goalie. He not touch the goalie. But, you know, it's almost like his helmet is we on. we did that to Gibson? But his helmet is on a little bit looser, I think, than most goalies, too, because sometimes his helmet just flies off. It's that and hair, man. I, whatever it is. Have you seen his hair? Have you I've seen, seen that hat hair. on his head? It's I've like seen his hair. Eight sizes too big. I've
0: seen his hair, but. Anyhow, for the record, I don't care what he does. He's
1: amazing. He saves great. the puck. But I like Riddich, Riddick a lot more. I like them both. Yeah, I like them both too, this, but I like this, Riddick more. This,
0: this bridge goalie plan of Mike Smith, I like it now. I like it a lot. It's working. Smith this year, Smith next year, Gillies too. But Riddick, it's, but my okay. god
1: Eddie Lack what were we thinking I can not I can't let it go His theatrics kind of fuck us over sometimes too He carries that puck too much and he gave it away a couple times How's that theatrical Well because he's he's got to be the fucking guy like he's got to be you know he's got to be the center of the attention sometimes right When he has the puck behind mm-hmm. the net sometimes he does the he goes overboard He'll do a spinorama with the puck man he's done it before I'll, I'll and admit, he gives he, it away Sometimes he plays the puck a bit too risky okay, for my, the sa- my in this, liking. In the uh, in the Anaheim game, he gave it away twice because he was just overly playing the puck. Dude, just get rid of it. You, you're not. You either stop the puck I don't from think getting the theatrics. Ring- I think it he's just trying to man. get involved in no, the game. No, no, no. Like he likes to get he's involved. He's not making a like, glove save look man, like way more extravagant I than I it is. I think he is. I think <S laughs> he is. You know, what? just watch for it. Okay. Have I hope, another beer. I, Jesus. I hope I'm wrong. I think he does it. Just watch for it next. I'll game. watch for it. I mean, I've seen him play the
0: puck. There's no theatrics in no, it. No like, man, he's he does got that theatrics. occasional like pump fake. <laughs> yeah, man. And he like pump fakes it, and the player Dude. like faints out, and then he puts it the other way. But he's, that's just he's Ron Hextall. That's not theatrical. He's our
1: Ron Hextall. I love, I love him, but fuck, he's very theatrical. When he
0: goes and fights Cam Talbot, then. Then he's Ron Hextall. He totally would though. I I don't disagree. I'd love to see if it. a there's good old any goalie, goalie fight. When was the last goalie fight man, in the if NHL? If there's any
1: goalie in the NHL that's going to take two hands with a stick and just fucking whack a guy in the back of the legs, it's going to be Mike Smith. No, there, there was no there was a goalie who two-handed
0: something when we scored on them recently. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> I know Mike Smith. Fucking,
1: I think it was against. Uh, oh, there's some douchebag goalie out there who's going to do it. It was in the. Uh, it was in a shootout. I can't remember if it was against Nashville or it was some team. And the guy just tried to out Smith, and he actually out himself and lost the puck. And Smith came up to him like, hacked a stick at his leg and just went, like, what the fuck are you doing, son? <laughs> <Like> that <laughs> that's shit, not like, theatrics. No, but it's, it's... That's, like... But you so see, it's, it's, ironic. it's ironic that it's coming from you because you're the guy that's, like, defending the referees and, and you know... You're the guy that's defending like, you know, things like, you know, you shouldn't be just you just play the game. He's my goalie. I wanna support him no matter what. It's not that I'm not supporting him. I'm just saying that he does things. He's playing
0: well. I mean, if that's part of his game and I have to accept it, just, so be it. Just that's fucking the- watch. Theatrical? For it. Like that's not that's 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 not just watch for that's it. That's just fired up. He's in the moment. Dude. And he's like, You piece of shit, you're trying to do that <laughs> to me? Huh? I'll let you know. I'll let you know. That's no good. Dude, these straightforward saves he, he makes it look like it's fucking. Okay, I'm gonna go. wa- I'll just watch. I'll be watching for it. against Carolina. I'll be watching for the straightforward saves that look like he's goddamn Marty Brodeur on a three on. No man, uh,
1: it's uh, like Pat Roy. Okay, that's what I'm okay, talking about. Okay, that kind of
0: like oh well, my two Stanley Cups <laughs> in my ears. <laughs> in my ears, <laughs> not with a you. brown accent. I don't know why I yeah, did that. that I meant to do a French terrible. accent like two. I can't do it. Mm. Sorry. What do we, what my French yeah. accent just turned into like yeah. You, that's not even close.
1: <sighs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I have I have good French Canadian friends, so I'm not gonna even try. I can't I be can't do it. Insulting to them. It's like oh, messi beaucoup. Uh, no, mas no,
0: no, no. uh, in my ears, I cannot hear you, uh, sir. I'm just shaking my head right Patrick now. Patrick Waugh. that's my best Patrick Waugh impersonation. At
1: some point, like you know, this podcast could become a video cast on YouTube, and people will just see my hand, my face in my that's hand. That's what your right that's now. where your
0: hand is usually. I
1: know because if it's not I in your face.
0: It's usually somewhere else. I can't say <laughs> on air, but <laughs> anyhow, I think we're uh, we're about
1: done. No, we're not done. Let me <laughs> let me uh, we'll say one more thing. I've been watching away feeds lately because I want to hear um, commentators from other teams and see how biased they are. It's kind of a research thing for me, and you know it's good to hear other feeds because you get these like short little bio clips about players, like, between intermissions and stuff, just like on Sportsnet they would do with the Flames players. I have to say that Tampa Bay, your commentators are awesome. They praise the Flames when they deserve praise. They criticize the Flames when they, criti- they deserve criticism. And they did the exact same thing to their own team. They were not overly biased. That was a great feat to watch. L.A. and Anaheim, on the other hand, where I feel like I needed to take a waffle iron and smash my fucking face with it. It was so goddamn annoying how biased they were. I will never do that again. And as long as my fucking center ice doesn't blackout the Calgary feed, which it does sometimes because that's bullshit. I don't know why blackouts happen. You know, people watch this shit illegally these days. So I don't know why you guys fucking do that anymore. Anyway... Um, you know, so th- it's just a side note on that. And Cassie Campbell, it has nothing to do with you being a woman. Well, let's just get that. Okay, hang on. Let's just let, get that let, out let's of the give
0: way. Some context about Cassie let's, Campbell. Yeah, here. Cassie Campbell. Cassie okay. Campbell. What did she said? say, Tyler? Riddick made a huge save on a play. And then Cassie Campbell, after the commercial break, came back and said, oh, yeah, Giordano skated up and talked to Riddick after the play. And said to Riddick, you know, I had no idea that guy was there. And you know what Riddick said back to him? It's like, don't worry, Gio. I got your back this time. You'll have my back next time. And I'm just like, I really don't think that's what no, they would have said to each other.
1: Not at all what Riddick happened. Riddick would
0: have been like, dude, what the fuck? And like, that's your guy. It's like Gio yeah. would have been like, yeah, my bad. I'll, I'll do better next time. It's like, damn right you will. That's
1: That's probably what happened.
0: Maybe he's not saying that because he's a veteran goalie. But he's still not saying like, oh, it's okay. I got your back. It's like. Yeah, like, come on, we got to pick it up here. Something like that. Yeah. But
1: You can't read lips behind a goalie I don't, mask. And
0: she's, she's a well-versed hockey person. And she knows the game inside and out. And just saying something like that, it's like... She knows the game.
1: She knows the game because she's played at a very high level. I'm not going to take away her playing career. She's one of the most decorated Canadian female players in history. One of the most decorated Canadian players. Yeah. So there's nothing to do with her knowledge of the game, but some people are just not fit to be on broadcasting, and I think she's one of them. Sportsnet, you suck for having <laughs> her on. I think she just says things just for the sake of saying things. She she probably feels the pressure. I'm sure in the booth, the light goes on that she needs to say something because she's the color commentator. I miss Kelly Rudy doing it. He needs to do it more often. I know he does most of our games, but there are some games that he doesn't do it that she does it. I can't stand her. i got to watch the other feed. She just says shit because she just feels like she needs to say something. There's nothing ever useful for me listening to her. She probably knows a lot more about the game than I ever would, and I, I, I don't think I'll ever get to her knowledge point. But when I'm watching the games, I don't feel like I'm learning a goddamn thing when she says something. Whereas with Kelly Rudy, he will say certain things like, Oh, the goalie's probably feeling this right now because you know I've done this, I've gone through this, and whatever. Cassie, give me some fucking experience from your game, from from when you played. Then I'm gonna be like learning something as a fan, because um, I've never played anywhere near high level as you and have. And you notice what what Kelly does is he talks a lot about
0: goalies, and he has that kind of self-deprecating humor, which is good. It serves him well. Absolutely. Also because well. He wasn't the greatest goalie. He was okay. He was all right, man. But uh, I mean, he's part of the, the
1: good Kings news, team. good news, two
0: things for you, Jeng. The good news is that, you know, your life is so good, you can pick whatever feed you want to watch for the game. And uh, with regards to the waffle iron, things can't get much worse for your face. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, wow. I miss
1: I miss Leah Hextall. You're That's really what two I'm two getting exciting. at. Yeah. Sportsnet. Leah
0: Hextall is currently working in politics in Manitoba. Yeah. So your know Sportsnet days and Sports Days period look to you be know long why? gone.
1: Sportsnet, you guys are assholes. You guys are absolute assholes for fucking getting rid of her. And we all know why you guys got rid of her. It was like four years ago or five years ago. She called out the Oilers for tanking again on purpose, trying to get a first overall. And she said, this is ridiculous. And I think she was talking to Mark Spector at that point during an intermission during the game. And I was watching that game, and she called out the Oilers organization. She said exactly what every single fucking Canadian fan thinks about that bullshit franchise. Is that they will tank to get a first overall. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. And you fired her. She had no problems on that broadcast at all until she said that. So, riddle me that, Sportsnet. Why the fuck do you fire someone for telling the truth? You guys should be <laughs> encouraging someone to tell the truth on your airwaves. I watched the Tim and Sid show when Canada fired that, uh, that Canadian soccer coach. Okay? And I saw, I saw Sid Sixero go off on a rant, and he was absolutely right about the Canadian Soccer Association saying, a bunch of fucking accountants are running that fucking program. I know. I was a high-end coach in Canadian soccer here. I know that shit. I've seen it firsthand. Alberta soccer is garbage. They're run by a bunch of fucking idiots who have never played the game before. And if they've played the game, they've played a horrible fucking level because they don't understand the game. Teams from Edmonton only have one division in the girls' side. One division. So they will have an amazing team in the first three in their standings, And then they'll have bullshit teams for the rest of the 15 teams that compete there. Whereas Calgary has four different divisions. Four different divisions. And all of a sudden, guess what? In provincials for a Div 2 team, in youth soccer in Alberta, you can move an Alberta, uh, sorry, an Edmonton team who finished first in the one division that they have up there and play at a Tier 2 provincial tournament. You guys are fucked in the head. And Sid Sixero was absolutely bang on about Canadian soccer. And Sportsnet, you're not firing him. You know why? Because he was right, and he fucking made a great point about Canadian soccer, how bullshit it's run. And then you fire someone like Leah Hextall. Leah Hextall, who said nothing but the truth about the Oilers and their bullshit organization. Free stadium, free players, four first overalls, and no fucking, re- and they're fucking goddamn fourth last NHL. They just barely tied Arizona right now. Mm, they're 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 currently winning. Now they're winning. They were down two nothing in that game. You know why? Cause they're fucking shit. So I'm sorry. In here. But that's that's you know that's my rant of the day. You know what? Clark Wilmore Award goes to the fucking Sportsnet team <laughs> over there. <laughs>
0: And I thought we were going to make one podcast, just one podcast, Mm. without mentioning the Oilers. But here we go. We did it at the end. So only like four people will actually know about this. But anyhow, we're we're out now. Yeah, Now I'm done. Now we're done. Now he's done. (sighs) I'm going to go find a waffle iron. We're going to test out that theory. (laughs) You have yourself a great night, a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Go Flames Go.
1: Go Flames Go.